Samuel. Cuts it back. Ohio State wins. I want my heart in this Let's go, man. That is as good as it gets. I represent me in this issue. Thank you very much. Have a great day. The ruling on the field, the touchdown is confirmed. Fourth and two now. You've got to get two yards. I don't know. I don't think so. No way. Kentucky wins. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Peace of Mind podcast. I'm your boy, AJ. Uh, got a special guest with me today. Uh, you all know him as our producer, but Justice West on the pod with us today. And we're going to do a little special episode here. We're going to break down what we believe or what we think will happen with this week's first round of the NFL draft. Uh, Justice, how are you feeling about this week? Like, A, being able to go to the draft and B, like having it like in your hometown or not hometown, but like in the current town where you live and, and see, like you think it'll be an interesting draft. It is incredibly exciting for me. I am someone who watches the draft every year. A lot of my friends from all around the country will often like FaceTime or Skype during the draft and kind of watch it live together. So it's kind of a special treat in 2019 for it to be in Nashville this year. So I'm very excited to be able to attend. Nice. I, that, I know you said a bunch of you and like your friends watch, but uh, do you have any draft like, um, like anything that you do special for the draft? Like, do you guys go along and you you know you pick your picks as they go, or do you have any games you play with the draft? We often don't play any games, but we definitely all are very opinionated on and very. In, we we like to think we're informed on all of the different teams picking, so we will. Uh, we'll make all of our picks and it always will turn out to be like a good draft that wins the prediction game. We'll get maybe three or four, correct? Or maybe four or five. Like after the first couple, it's just a random toss up at that point. But <laughs> what about you, right. AJ? Well, what, do you often do predictors? I don't. So like, I don't have any like special things that I do normally uh, because the draft is at, in like, New York City or whatever, you know, it's it's normally an early start for me in Central Time. So I kind of just make sure to rush home and get there and, you know, make sure I'm in front of the TV. I like to text in the group chat and things and assert what I think should happen with the pick. Uh, the past few years, I've been really the, – the draft's always kind of like a miserable time for me because normally – um, the Packers are choosing at the back half of the draft, and we usually take somebody that I don't think we should take. So, um, but like you know, I, I I think that the draft is awesome. I do think they should cut down on some of the time in between picks. Um, you've you've literally had nothing to do for the last <laughs> three four months. Like you should know who you're taking by now. Um, but I do I, – I enjoy it. Like, I make sure to watch it. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it being in town this year. I'm hoping to get out there, see a little bit of it, and see what goes on. Yeah, so but just – with that in to, mind – Yeah, go for it. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to run through what we think will happen in the first round. Uh, I know that we discussed offline a few uh, different 
rules we're going to put in place and things we're going to imply up front so that people following along at home can understand. Uh, do you want to go through those? Oh, sure. So if I'm on the same page with you, we're going to kind of run through the first round and we're going to make our own peace of mind on the record picks. And this is kind of going to be our picks for each team. So it's not necessarily, and it could drift back or forth. And we'll obviously make that clear on when we make our picks, but it's going to be what we would do if we were, for example, the Arizona Cardinals or the San Francisco 49ers. Right, right. So AJ, uh, before we get started, I think you alluded to it. Do you want to put our cards on the table for where our NFL fandom lies? Uh, yeah, sure. Like <laughs> if you want, I will say that I've been a Packers fan for the past few years because I had a former teammate uh, and friend that was playing for the Packers. So I cheered for them. I, he has recently signed with Dallas and I am not a Cowboy fan at all. So, um, while I, <laughs> I cheer for his success, I'm not cheering for the Cowboys unless they get to the, the Super Bowl, which I will cheer for them then. Um, but outside of that, I honestly don't have any fandom. Um, uh, coming into this draft, I'm just looking for you know, some of the Kentucky boys to get to find a good fit on a team, and that's what I'll be looking for. Um, but, yeah, that's where I stand. Yeah, that's awesome. So I know, and I'll speak for Kevin, who's not here tonight. So Kevin is a big San Francisco 49ers fan. Right. Yeah, so I personally am – have been a Tennessee Titans fan as an East Tennessee kid since I since they moved to Tennessee, honestly, in the early 90s. And so that is kind of where my fandom lies, and it's appropriate that we're in Nashville. Yeah, and I, th- I honestly think the draft will do a lot of good things, uh, not only for football in this city, but just for fans of football in the city. Um, it's one of those things where – I know you and I uh, follow NHL a little bit more now than we have been, but a lot of times people don't give Nashville necessarily respect or think of it as a hockey town. And I still think to an extent they don't think of it as a football town either. Um, But I believe like with the draft here, the Titans becoming um, a playoff contending team year in and year out. um, I think that that mindset is starting to shift a little bit more about Nashville. So I, I do, I do think this week will be really big for, for the city. That's perfect. So you ready to get started? Let's hit it. Drum rolls. All right. Drum roll, please. With the AJ, first pick for your first pick. Sorry for in the 2019 NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select. Kyler Murray. Got to be Kyler Murray. Like you, you've got this number one pick. Everybody knows that the quarterback is the position that typically gets your team to where you want it to be in this league. Um, their new head coach has been on record saying he drafted him first. You've already come out and said that you're cons- you'd consider shopping uh, Josh Rosen. You took Josh Rosen out of all your hype videos that you've released prior to the draft. So everything that aligns with that makes me believe that 
they're taking Kyler Murray here. And while I don't, I don't think that in most drafts he would go this high. I do think his skill set is very rare. I think his ceiling is incredibly high. Whether he ever gets to that or not is two different things. But um, I do think Arizona needs a big time quarterback, and I think if you, if you think he's that guy, you take him here. I think Arizona takes Kyler Murray. AJ, I a thousand percent agree with you, and not even that. I just not even that. I think like Arizona will. I think they should. Ironically, like so. The thing, the couple things about Kyler that I love, and we'll spend a little more time on the early picks than probably the later picks. But one, it's been proven his size can succeed. The right. guys like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson they don't need to see over six, five offensive linemen because both of those guys take like three extra steps back in the pocket. And so I think Kyler Murray's ceiling is better than Russell Wilson's ceiling. Now he may never get there, but because Russell Wilson's very accurate, but Kyler Murray has a better arm and is faster and has very good awareness in the pocket. So if he can just be as accurate as Wilson, he'll be better. Which is which is not easy. Like oh, we're not, not saying that's easy, but what we are saying is if if he succeeds in doing that, he'll set himself up to be a really good prospect. Yeah, but so it's like what's Josh Rosen's ceiling? And then you look at okay, maybe a and I think I am high on Josh Rosen Rosen compared to a lot of people, but if you think his ceiling is like a better Andy Dalton and you're like, okay, Kyler Murray's ceiling is a better Russell Wilson. That's not a hard mm-hmm. choice. Right. Right. So you got to get your quarterback. I think the biggest thing for me, and being that I'm not a big NFL guy, well, and I watch NFL. Let me take that back. I watch the NFL every week. I just don't have any loyalties or alliances. I will say that to me, when you're drafting up, up at the top of the draft, typically, more than likely, that means you had a bad season, which means you have to to hit on your pick up up at the top. But to me, what means hit is mean you got to take the guy that is best fit for your team and who you believe that is. Now, I don't like if if Drew Locke is your guy here, take Drew Locke. Like I don't care if if statistics and analysis show that there's better arms or whatever. If you feel like he's the best fit for you and you've got a plan to go around him, you take that guy. You have to. And that's how I think teams should operate. I feel like teams let press and, well, this guy's here on the board and we should take him kind of thing. I don't know if you necessarily live by that creed. I think what you should do is take the guy who fits your mold, regardless of where he's at, and then you run with it. I agree completely. So, AJ, mm-hmm. for your number two overall pick in the NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Quinton Williams from Alabama. Um, I would say this is where I would have had uh, Nick Bosa going, but apparently like some things came out about him not liking San Francisco have some bad things to say about San Francisco. Um, and ultimately, like, I think that they have some decent options 
on the edge right now. I, I think what would help their team is solidifying somebody in the middle. And I do think that's what Quinn Williams will do for that team. Um, anywhere they have the need for D line, obviously. And this guy is like, he's incredible. Like if he's in shape and healthy, he's going to be like, I think he's going to be just as good in the league as he was at Alabama. So with my number two pick, I take Quinn Williams. All right. So early on, I will have a disagreement with you here. So, but I think we're, I think we're thinking the same thought, but I have mm-hmm. the highest opinion of this next person. I'm about to mock at number two that nobody else is mocking at number two. And that is Ed Oliver defensive okay. tackle out of Houston. I think he's, he's Aaron Donald. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, so you may disagree with that, but I think if you think somebody is Aaron Donald, you draft him the first pick you get. Like, dude, yeah. dude is like the only reason. Like, he's been triple teamed all year and still blowing up and getting ridiculous numbers. He's the most phenomenal athlete and has been for a couple of years. He's been the consensus number one pick for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden this year, it's like, oh, he had a kind of an injury, missed a couple of games, and he was like, oh he may be a tweener kind of the pick apart thing, but I think that's a lot of draft rumors draft, like talk where, you know, teams will kind of downplay who they want to pick. So other teams mm-hmm. don't pick them. I think Ed Oliver is one of the best players in the draft. I think he's going to be the one of the best players in 10 years. So that's who I think the 49ers should take. And I think that's hopefully who they will take. I, you'll get no arguments out of that for me. Um, this is one of those drafts, and I'm sure this will come back to bite me in the ass, but I really think that the top D lineman prospects in this draft are really, really good. Oh, they're and incredible. You could make an argument for any of them being the first D lineman taken, which is what I think is extraordinary about this draft. Um, obviously, it rarely plays out that way, but I'll be really interested to see how this shakes out this year. And uh, to your point, like you'll get no disagreements from me taking Ed Oliver too. Yeah. So uh, we'll only do this one or two more times, but for the third pick and the 2019 NFL draft, the New York Jets select Nick Bosa from Ohio state. All right. Um, there he is off the board. We, we talked about it, but He's been one of those guys who name you've seen his name everywhere um, in the top five. Um, he's he was banged up last year, only played a couple games. So I think that to an extent, some teams will look at that and be cautious. Um, but I do think he'll be a great player. Um, if a lot of people say he's as good, if not better, than his brother, um, and if that's the case, and you see what his brother's doing, uh, it's in LA, I almost said San Diego, but in LA, if you see what his brother's doing, then obviously, like, you take that leap in a heartbeat. You take this guy. I think he can help anchor that Jets defense. They had some young guys that they've got. Uh, Avery Williamson, who's a former Kentucky guy, but he's only in like his fifth or sixth year. Jamal Adams in the back end. Like, they've got some pieces. Uh, I think adding another young guy who's played a lot of high level college ball is going to be huge for him. And if Joey Bosa's healthy, um, I do think he'll be a good player um, and big for the Jets. I love it. 
I mean, I think that's a good pick. And I'm not going to do this for all of my picks as just the producer, but I feel like you'll appreciate this. So for the third pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Josh Allen, outside linebacker hey. from Kentucky. There he goes. So, like, and we'll go a little more rapid fire. We're going very slow with our first, like, top five and such. But I think Josh Allen, and I've seen him play live multiple times. He's a bad dude. But I, I think what I like about him, I was telling you a little about this before we got on here, is his potential is so high. And he may not get there. He very well may not realistically. But I think the Jets are going to see that. They're traditionally known for taking those super high potential guys as opposed to like the known quantities. And with Josh Allen, you have a track record of success and a lot of still untapped potential. And I think it's going to be too much for them to pass up. So that's who I think they're going to take. Do you have any opinions on Josh Allen now that I have already mocked him in mind? I like Josh. I really do. I think that uh, you're spot on there with saying that uh, his ceiling is is extremely high. Um, I'm interested to see how he'll he'll function and how he'll be able to play um, in run heavy offenses. Um, we know his abilities as a pass rusher. I think those will translate. But how he's able to produce against a run is one of those things that I'm still waiting to see. Um, but he's going to be a top five pick. It, it, well, excuse me. He should be a top five pick. And I'm, I'm interested to see what he does in the league. It's great for our school, but ultimately it's really good for him. And uh, I'm excited for him. It's awesome. All right. So you ready for number four? Yeah. And we'll just – so with number four, we've got Oakland. You brought him up. I'm going to use him now. I have them taking Josh Allen just for the simple fact that I think that they um, – I think everybody, John Gruden, can agree that they made a mistake um, getting rid of Khalil Mack. And uh, Yes. While I, while I hate that for Josh because everything that he does will now be compared to Khalil Mack, um, and I don't necessarily think that's fair, but what I do think is he can be – he can be a sufficient replacement in the pass rushing game. Um, how he's able to affect the run, again, to my point, uh, still, still to be seen. But I mean, he's two, he's every bit of 260, 270, and he come off the edge with the best of them right now already. So I'm excited to see what he does in the league. And I, and I think Oakland takes him here. Oh, I love it. So. My pick for Oakland is actually another guy you've already picked is Quinn Williams. Like if he's still on the board at that point, you got to go with him. Like with Oakland's yeah. needs on the interior, I think Quinn Williams is a bad man. I think he's going to do great things. Yeah, I'm <laughs> listen, you saw him a lot more than I did in college, but or well, he terrorized you a lot I more. I want to see him less in college. in college is what I want to see. <laughs> But I I really think like he's gonna be a really good player. Um, the knock on him has been his hustle, um, every single play. I think that being around some veterans in that in that locker room and having people show him the right way to produce, like he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna just be another one of those dominant in the trenches guys. And AJ, I would struggle to hustle every single play when the plays I tried, I blew everything up. 
Like it would eventually <laughs> just get old after a while. Like, like, okay, I try, I'm going to try really hard this play. Bam. I like blow up a double team and get a three yard tackle for loss. Like yeah. that is a not 20 year old or 21 year old. That's going to be really hard. But if you get in the right situation, good locker room, good veterans teaching how to be a pro, that's going to get better. Like you said, I agree. I agree. Um, I will. I will put a note here, a pin in this note. With this pick as well as the number six pick, I could see Oakland or the Jets trading down. Agreed. I just want to. I just want to make that a point. Uh, the reason why I say that is because they have so many picks in the first round. I think the Jets have two. Oakland has three. Um, they could either trade down or trade up to that one spot and take the quarterback that they want to. Um, another, I don't think Oakland will take a quarterback. I don't think, but I do think the Giants will take one. Um, they've they've come out recently and said that Eli's their guy. They he know they know he's got another year in them. All these things, but like your guy or not, you have to build for your future. They've got to take a quarterback. Now, whether they draft him at six or they run, they they run the the gambit and try to take him later in the round, whatever they got to take one. But it's just so hard to, miss- to mock for trades, though. Like you're spot on everything you're saying. Yeah, I I just think that when you're drafting this high, especially in Oakland and the Giants' case, they both were really bad last year. So you need to make some adjustments um, and. We've talked about this draft being loaded with talent. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna trade down or or trade out of that four slot, but you pick up another pick or two, like that could really benefit you in the long run. Um, so, I do think that may, that may take place. Um, but I'm operating under the standpoint that right now I think that that's going to be what it is. So, I got uh, the Raiders taking Josh Allen. So you have the Raiders taking Josh Allen. So who do you have the mm-hmm. Bucks taking at number five? So the Bucks at number five, they need a lot of help defensively. And <laughs> I'm a, yeah. I think they take Devin White out of LSU. Devin White. All right. Yeah. They need some. They need some help defensively. Um, you could. You could try to. I don't think there's a corner high enough to take right now at the five spot. Um, you could find you a D lineman here. I know there's a lot of really good ones still you've left got on Ed the board. Ed Oliver still on the board. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good D linemen still on the board. My only problem with that is that linebacker position anchors your defense. And I think that Devin White's a really good one. Oh, he's so, insane. I love Devin White. I think, think they take him there. I mean, that's a good like good pick. Like if I were the Bucks and I got Devin White, I'm going to sleep very good that night. So I will also I will say that this is very much my pick who I would take here. Not who the Bucks should take. This is who I would take. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, 
the reason I feel like if I were you, I would have went Ed Oliver there is because they have Gerald McCoy on like ten million a year that they might cut. But if they want to roll with McCoy, Devin White is a amazing player. So that's uh, anchor your defense for ten years, kind of guy. Well, so, and that's kind of where I was operating at. Is like at least if you you if you keep Gerald McCoy, you've got some some veteran leadership down there on that defensive line, yeah. and you've got somebody to help groom the next leader of your defense. It's not a bad choice to take Ed Oliver there, but if you do, now you're you've got like. If you do what they've said and, and you and you wave uh, Gerald McCoy and you bring in Ed Oliver, now you're leaning on him to lead without maybe some uh, like a solid veteran to learn from. No, that makes sense completely. So with also, I think, I think let me make sure. Yeah, so Quan Alexander is still on the Buccaneers as well. Um, He's more of an outside backer, was, isn't he, or is he inside? Uh, I think he plays – I want to say I think he plays inside. I'm not certain. But he's another one of those LSU boys, um, and he's been – you know, he's been a, a Pro Bowl linebacker for their team. So you put two really good athletes and two really good uh, sure tacklers, but also people that can play in space, I think now you start to build that defense out and, and, and say, hey, we're going to have a sufficient front six or seven, and then – We'll sure up our secondary when we can. Yeah, which makes sense. So for my fifth pick with the Bucks, I mean, I won't spend too long on this. We already talked about him a ton, but I'm going Joey Bosa. He's or Nick Bosa, excuse me. Wow, <laughs> um, still on my board. So I mean, I think this is where he has to go. Okay, I don't hate that at all. Um, do you think that? Like here, was there a reason why you had him dropping to to five? I mean, I just think when you're picking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like you're in these types of picks, mm-hmm. you want guys like it's not about like oh this guy's a really really good player for ten years. You want like you want to pick a guy if you're picking that high who's going to wreck things and is going to be your guy and the face of a franchise and is like known at that position to be one of the top three guys in the league. Like that's the goal that obviously doesn't always happen, but, and I don't think you look at Boza and you say he's going to be for the next 10 years, you know, Khalil Mack, he's going to be, you know, Von Miller, like he's not going to be one of these like elite guys who's going to carry your team. And so I would be, it would be really hard pressed for me to pick a, and he's really safe as a pick. Like he's going to be a really good player, but he's not going to be a superstar. And it really is hard for me to pick somebody in the top five. Who's not going to be a superstar. Hmm. All right. I don't hate it. Or has no potential to be a superstar. That's a better way to explain it. If you, if you pick a guy like Josh Allen and he busts out and he's like a rotational guy, like you tried, but he right. could also be Von Miller. Right. I get that. All right. So who do you got for the Giants at six? I think that Gettleman is bluffing with Eli 
conversation. I think they're going to take Haskins if he falls to him at six. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like, I really, as my number six pick, I do think they take uh, Haskins there. And uh, I know a lot of people would argue that he's probably the safest uh, quarterback pick in this draft. I think, like, he's got the he's got the the makeup of a good quarterback, you know, strong arm, tall kid, big, bigger size kid. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does when he's not sur- like when he doesn't have the best players on the field all the time. <laughs> um, but I do think that a lot of times, like the kids that we have available or excuse me, the quarterbacks that we have available, um, there are some some holes and things that you could pick in their game. I, I do think he's probably the safest quarterback pick, and so I think they, that the the Giants take him here. Oh, absolutely. All right, who do you have at number, what is it, seven? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got him taking Jawan Taylor, and <laughs> I will say this, that I am not – the one flaw in my recruiting, uh, watching, uh, being able to speak very highly and somewhat intelligently on is offensive line. Um, <laughs> I, and like, I can look and tell you, like, hey, that's a hell of a block by a guy, or he's doing his job, or he's getting his ass whooped. I can see those things, but I truly just don't watch enough film and cut ups and things of offensive linemen. But I do know that Jawan Taylor is the like one of the highest rated guys on the board um, at the tackle position, and with the Jacksonville already going and getting their quarterback, I think the next smartest thing to do is sure up the tackle position, and so that's why I have him taking Jawan Taylor. I actually went back and forth a little bit on this one, so I actually agree with you. I have Taylor as the pick for the Jags. I think they're going to for sure go O line, but. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance they could end up going Jonah Williams, the guy from Alabama. Yeah. Um, I like him as well. But I think it's going to be, I think Taylor's the best bet. And it's weird how this works in all professional sports and any draft. It's kind of weird how it works out where the team or the kid from that region gets drafted by the team from that region. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of those things where I feel like, if they have a toss up, like they're going offensive tackle and it's Andre Dillard from Washington state. It's, uh, you know, Jonah Williams, Alabama, it's Jawan Taylor, Florida. They're going to take the kid from Florida. So that's why I, I have him going there. Well, fair. All right. So I don't hate that at all. Don't hate it at all. So AJ, I will tell you as we're moving on, we're, we're at what pick eight, eight. Mm-hmm. and, from this point on, like mocks kind of turn into just a toss up. So we can start, going, <laughs> yeah. we can start going a little quicker. And if you really have like a high opinion of somebody, you can go into detail, but go ahead and tell me who you have the lions taking. So I got the lions taken at eight. I've got them taken at Oliver um, for all the same reason that you said earlier, but I just think that they had a lot of holes <laughs> in their team. Last year, um, and this is a great start by getting a really good player who some would basically project that he slipped to number eight, but 
I think that that'd be a hell of a pick at number eight to start rebuilding. And with them having Matt Patricia, a defensive minded guy, I think he's going to get, you know, a solid, stable person at this pick. Gotcha. Actually, for the, and I mean, not, to, I won't spend all the time echoing the same reasons, but I've, I'm going Devin White for a lot of the same reasons that you had Devin White going earlier. Dude ran like, what, a 4 4? Or some, oh, yeah. something ridiculous. Oh, yeah. As an inside linebacker who weighs like 230, 240 pounds. Like, he's insane. Like, he played great. Like, he has good film and he has great measurables. Like, I don't know how you can pass up him at that spot if he's still there. Right. I do want to say, and this is a little bit off topic, but you remember like the past few years where they've allowed um, the players to pick up the walk-up song that they have like once they're selected and they go to the stage? If Devin White doesn't come out to Old Town Road, I'm going to be very upset. Like (laughs) This song is tailor-made for him, so he has to walk out to that song. He has to. That's incredible. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I'll be I'll be really interested to see like what songs people pick if they're able to. But uh yeah, I don't hate that pick at all. I like that. That sounds like a good Mount Rushmore th- for the future. Best top four walk up songs. Ooh, I've always see now when you get to walk up songs like baseball walk up songs, that's that's where I that's where I live and breathe at. So we might have to do that one. <laughs> All right, so you have the Buffalo Bills at number nine. We'll start going a little quicker on these. I know we've been going slow with the top picks. So who do you got for Buffalo Bills? So I haven't watched the Bills a lot, but according to their draft needs, um, they've got them slotted as really needing defense, uh, corner, or a D lineman. I don't have any corners rated this highly, so – Therefore, I'm going to fall back on the D lineman, and I think that they take uh, Montez Sweat at number nine. Fun. So, I actually think this is a Buffalo Bills pick that is very quintessential Buffalo Bills pick with their Josh Allen pick, not Kentucky Josh Allen, but Wyoming Josh Allen pick last year. I think they go Mr. Steroids himself, DK Metcalf, mm. at number nine. As the first wide receiver taken, and I don't think they should necessarily, so I guess that goes back on something I said earlier, but the more I think about this, like I think it's like their quintessential pick, and I've seen a lot of people mock him there early on. He's kind of slipped a little bit as we've gone on, but I think there's a chance that the Bills could end up with Metcalf at nine. So we got got our first receiver off the board. Uh, I don't Hate, I hate such a strong word. I don't dislike the pick. I just don't know if I'm taking a receiver that high. Um, but it's the Buffalo no, Bills. That's the Buffalo Bills. You're right. They they're they're known to screw things up. <laughs> I just personally like, and you may see that he'll fall a little bit on my board. But I just think the receiver position is one where you've just found just diamonds in the rough in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. I, If I know that going into it, I'm not jumping for one early. So that's my only thing. I I don't hate your pick. I just think that if the Bills were to take them that high, uh, it's, it's starting to set that trend for a bust. Oh, I agree. All right. So then we're at. 
We're at 10 with Denver. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Seems right. I think that they – let me look here, make sure I'm not overlooking anybody. I think here I will have Rashawn Gary going to Denver. Did you? Did you? Your, you gave your Bills pick, right? Did I give my? Yeah, because I had a uh, Montez Sweat, Sweat. going to the That's Bills. Right. Mm-hmm. And Carey. I'm not too dead set on here. I don't know what their offensive line needs are, um, or excuse me, I don't know enough about offensive linemen to jump for a pick here. I do think they probably need one, and they could go with uh, Jonah Williams or Andre Dillard. Um, Actually, you know what? Let me take that back. I'm going to go with Jonah Williams here at 10. Jonah Williams, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the last time, guys. (laughs) I just think that I'm trying to look. I like Rashawn Gary there, but I feel like they need more of an interior defensive lineman than someone who plays a little bit more um, five, seven, nine. Um, and I think that shoring up that offense because they are, you know, they do have Flacco. They, they put a lot of money into shoring up that offensive line could go a long way for them. So I'm going to take Jonah Williams there. I actually like that pick a lot, but so I think the Broncos are going to go Actually, and I think a very good tight end draft, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. I think, so just real quick, like you should never do this like predicting people, (laughs) but he's the closest comp a lot of people who I trust have seen to Gronkowski. Like in terms of his blocking ability, his polar bear ability, just, just to be this giant person who can, has such good ball skills, block, run good routes, catch passes. I think he's a stud. I think he's going to go a lot higher than people are potentially thinking. And I think Denver will take him and kind of go from there. I don't hate that pick at all. And I honestly have him going my next pick to the Bengals uh, very much for those reasons that you put into place. But also, I'm just not sold on Tyler Eifert's health. Yeah, um, poor guy. And I do think with right, and he was incredible. But like his health wise, he just can't stay healthy. And for me, it's one of those things of like, if you can't stay healthy, I've got to eventually look for your replacement. Um, and you got to have somebody that gives you the ability to stretch the field with AJ Green. So that's why I take him there. That's perfect. So for my 11th pick, I think the Bengals will go with Montez Sweat. Kind of a lot of the same reasons you went earlier. And with why. Like, they need an edge rusher. Dude is a freak. So I think he'll go there. Nice. Nice. Okay. So that takes us to my Green Bay. Oh, so of course, now that they're drafting high, I'm officially not on the Green Bay bandwagon. And, you know, I will say this is a team that I've watched closer than any other team on this list for the last eight years. So (laughs) 
I do know that they've got a lot of needs, uh, particularly in the safety area, um, as well as eventually they're going to have to find uh, some able bodies at wide receiver. Um, you lose out on Jordy last year. You no longer have Randall Cobb. Devontae Adams has been a hell of a receiver, but you got to get him another weapon. Um, I wouldn't hate to see Hawkinson here. Um if he was to fall there, I know that they got Jimmy Graham, but that'd be a hell of a target to give Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I do think ultimately like their, their ceiling or where that team can go starts on their defense being able to stop people. So I think they need to take uh, a better defender. So I'm going Rashawn Gary here. Wow. There's a, it's a crazy chance that at 12, we were agreeing on a pick. <laughs> I actually, and also think Rashawn Gary will go here. He's one of those guys where he didn't tap into everything he has potential-wise at mm-hmm. Michigan, but he very well could. So that's who I've got going at 12. I also, for some reason, like he's already a cold body person, so I feel like he's just going to like bump over a state and be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, in my head, that's how I pictured I love it. it, and it worked, so... That's where I'm going with, but yeah, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take him there, which leads us into 13 and the Dolphins. Is that right? That's right. So I got the Dolphins taking Drew Locke. Mm. Um, <laughs> I have had the the ch- the chance to see him play over the last three years, uh, being that he's in the SEC East. I do think he he's got enough arm talent to be a good quarterback, whether he does become one or not, that's not for me to determine, but ultimately him. But I do think that the Dolphins have to find a good quarterback. Um, and I'm thinking that this might be the chance where you take one here. I'm not so sold on uh, the kid out of Duke. So that's why I'm taking lock here. Mm. So AJ's not fully bought in on the quote unquote fish tank as they're calling it. They're calling Who's that the dolphins. They're calling it the fish tank noting they're going for Tua next year. Supposedly it's a fan rumor, but I mean, I don't hate it. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the worst idea I've heard. I'm all in on the fish tank. So in theory, if they are going on the fish tank, I'm going Cleveland Farrell like kind of a hybrid pass rusher from Clemson as like a high floor, maybe lower ceiling kind of guy who's going to be a really good player for a long time. I don't hate that. I really don't. Uh, You've seen him play a lot of like really good high quality ball uh, in the past few years, obviously with Clemson being really, really good. So I don't hate that move there. Um, Where are we at? 14 with Atlanta. I'm going to go uh, Brian Burns out of, uh, what is it, Florida State? Yep. I just think that they need they need to fine-tune that defense a little bit. Um, he's a guy that's starting to come up boards a lot. Um, I think that he gives them somebody put opposite of, um, damn, now I forgot his name. What's my man? Vic Beasley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and they had the guy really out of good. UCLA in the first round last year or two years ago. Last year. Mm-hmm. But I think – Beasley may only have like a year or two left on his contract, but 
I don't mind jumping for Brian Burns here and, and taking somebody that can help with that defense. That's a good pick. Uh, he's he's a high ceiling guy. I'm going to go with Jonah Williams, the guy. I'm not going to repeat all the things you said earlier on why you would go with him at that pick, but I think Falcons need O-line play, and I think it's a really good player. Don't hate it. All right, so at 16, we're with the Redskins. Uh, I think that they take Christian Wilkinson or Wilkins here. Um, just say for everything that you said about Farrell, uh, the same thing here with him. He's just a, an anchor in the middle of those defenses. Uh, they need some defensive help. Probably could use some help um, in in the passing game too, but. I think with it being so defensive alignment heavy, I think they take one here. No, that's a good pick. Um, so we're at sixteen, right? Is what you yes. Said? Okay, mm-hmm. I go. I'm going to go Brian Burns, like another high potential guy, like you said earlier. I think he could do a lot of good stuff. I mean, he really is, and and and. He's starting, like you said, the trend. He's trending up boards, which I think is really nice. Like when it's getting towards um, after the combine and everything, and now you're trending upwards. I think that's really it says a lot about the player and what people have seen on tape versus what they saw at the combine. Um, and they're, they're a team that needs a lot of help, so I don't have to pick there. Gotcha. So we're at the Panthers at sixteen. Wait, is that where we're at? Nope, I'm lost. We're at the Giants at 17, right? Yes, Giants at 17. No? Wait, uh, did I just go a pick too early? No, no, no. You, you, yeah. You, oh, you I got, did. Okay, so <laughs> let me do my next two picks. So, sorry. So, my Redskins, I think they're going to go Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. And because I can't read my own writing. So, Redskins are going to go Drew Locke. For all the reasons AJ said earlier, as he had him picked, and then Brian Burns is going to go to Carolina. Sorry for that confusion. So AJ, who do you have the Panthers taking? Now it makes more sense because yes. we're on the same track. We're on the same train of thought. We just wow. had two different players. Wow. So I got uh, Farrell going here to the Panthers. Okay. Um, they always have a really good defense. It's. You know, he's right there next door. They've seen him play a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player, like you mentioned. And he's just a hell of a player to be, you know, kind of fall in your lap, air quotations, uh, at the 16th pick. So I take him here. Which leads me to 17. And I think that at 17, they already, they already got their, they already got their quarterback. So now that they got to they got to sure up their offensive line, uh, I think they're going to take uh, Andre Dillard from Washington State. Okay, um, it's just one of those. It's just a it's a safe play and a and a well thought out play. Saying okay, if we take if we stay with our picks, assuming that like I mentioned earlier, the Giants do have three draft or two draft picks in the first round. Assuming that they don't trade out of those picks. Um, you've got to now start protecting the guy that you're going to have at the helm. Um, as you can tell, Eli hasn't had much protection 
in the past few years, and it's really bitten them in the ass. So they've got to sure up that line, and that's why I got them taking uh, Dillard here. Gotcha. I don't. I don't hate that at all. I think they're going to go with. Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington, uh, as their pick here. I think is it. I mean, it could be him. It could be Greedy Williams. I think they also. I mean, Giants have a ton of needs, so they could go anywhere. But they, I think they might want. Really yeah, for sure. So they might want to sure up their secondary here. Uh, they took a high pick first round on Eli Apple like three years ago. They traded mm-hmm. him to the Saints. They don't really have a lot of guys back there. Um, so I think they're going to go with a cornerback here. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, where we fall. So now that puts us at 18 with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So I'll say here, like I, with all the good D linemen that have gone off the board here, um, I don't necessarily know. I think this is still just slightly too high for Dexter Lawrence. Um, but because I don't know much about the O-line, I still think they should take one. I'm actually going to skip over Cody Ford here. I think that they're going to take uh, Bradbury out of North Carolina State. Um, it's just a guy that's going to help wow. solidify, the middle of that, solidify the middle of that offensive line. And, you know, <laughs> you, paid, <laughs> you paid Kirk Cousins all this money. Like, you got to protect him now. So, give me Bradbury. Yeah, so I don't hate that at all. I uh, oh, I think they, uh, I think they'll go Cody Ford for very similar reasons. I I think Cody Ford's a uh, massive guy, can be a really good inside player. So I think they go Cody Ford there for very much the same reasons. Okay. All right, so we get to your. What are we at? The 18th pick here? Absolutely. Or the 19th, excuse me, the old Tennessee Titans. Um, this is your squad, so I'm going to let you go first. Who do you want to see your boys draft here? Yeah, so I think they've invested a lot in their tackle position over the last couple of years, so I don't think they'll go tackle. I think they've invested a lot. A lot of people mock cornerback. I don't think they'll go corner here. Like they've invested a ton in that position, both free agency and draft. I think they're going to go offense interior offensive line. If that's what suits them. Now kind of a asterisk here. If TJ Hawkinson's available at this Mm -hmm. pick, I think they for sure go that pick, but I don't think that's, he's going to be available at all. Um, (laughs) If there's a chance like the Titans brass think that there's one wide receiver who's in that like tier who is like going to be an incredible crazy stud, I think they'll take that X player, whether that be a uh, the guy from Iowa State or one of the Ole Miss guys or anything like that. But I think mm-hmm. given my picks, I think they would go Cody Ford, but I think they'll go Bradbury with that center guard mentality sure up that interior offensive line and see what Mariota can do. Nice. Okay. So I'm in the same thought process as you. You got to sure up the O-line. Um, we have them flipped here, but I got them taking Cody Ford. Um, I think that you could 
maybe use him as kind of a, a tweener offensive lineman because he's got, a, uh, according to like the the combine notes and things like that, he's got really good feet and and agility. So I think you can play him at a couple different positions on the O line. Uh, but I think that he'll be a good pick for him, and I I do think they've got to they got to establish some kind of surety up front because you've you've had these chances at the playoffs the last two years, and your starting quarterback not make it. So you've got to find a way to protect him. Absolutely, hundred percent. All right, so moving right along, we're pick twenty. Wow, man, we're we're doing well. Um. I think that, as wild as this sounds, uh, it's the Steelers. Uh, they've got to find somebody to replace Antonio Brown. So why not take his cousin, Marquise Brown? Wow. What a pick. Why not? I mean, like, it, he, I, I think that Juju is going to be a very, very good receiver. Um They've always got a good tight end. You got to have somebody opposite of Juju that could take away once because he's going to get double teamed if not. So you got to have somebody opposite of him that could take away some of the pressure. Um, and I do think like Marquise Brown, when he's healthy, he's he's trouble. And so uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, play for the Steelers and 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 be a good pick there. No, I mean, I think that's a great pick. So I want to give it my pick at number 20 to the Steelers, a shout out to, um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking out. What's his name? The Ohio State guy. Who? AJ, the linebacker. Oh, uh, Ryan Shazier. Yes, Shazier. Wow, that was pitiful of me. Apologies, (laughs) everyone. So Shazier, like, that kind of comeback, like, regardless of if you're playing again, just to be a human again. Like it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Like it should be applauded oh, yeah. by anyone and everyone, but he, realistically he probably shouldn't ever play again, but even oh, if he does, please, he's please yeah. Like shouldn't play. I'm going to go Devin Bush. Uh, actually, ironically, university of Michigan guy. Hmm. Um, at the two Devin inside linebackers, I think Bush is kind of the second tier, but, that's not saying a ton because I think he's a, still a really great player. Um, I think he'll be a good fit there. I think that's who they should go with. I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Um, the Seahawks, the old tough man. Um, they've, you know, they were known for the, the Legion of Boom. That's all torn apart and departed. They've got to start to build that defense up now. And I think one of the ways you start with it is adding Dexter Lawrence. So I've got them taking Dexter Lawrence here at the 21st pick. Dexter Lawrence. I think that's probably who they're more likely to take, Mm -hmm. but I think they do have wide receivers, a big need. I think they like lock, lock it, lock it. And I think they obviously what they got with Baldwin, but I'm going to go with AJ Hollywood Brown as their number 21st pick. Um, The other Brown wide receiver that could go in the first round. Are you you being racist? Talk about Brown wide receivers. I know, right? We've already got two, (laughs) two. It depends on how you 
contextualize that. Maybe three brown wide receivers I've already had going off the board. Ooh, look at that. (laughs) 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 No. Uh, I like that pick though. No, <laughs> we're gonna get. I've had three out. brown wide receivers going off the board. You can categorize that however you want. <laughs> no, I like that pick though. Um, they've got to, uh, they got to do something to give. I mean, they gave Russell Wilson all that money, so now they have to do something to give him some options. So I do, I do like that list. Um, so with that in mind. I'll take his teammate with the next pick, the 22nd pick for the Ravens. I'll give him DK Metcalf. Wow. Mr. Steroid himself. Yeah, man. You got to, like, <laughs> if he's going to run that fast straight ahead, why not give him a quarterback that can sling it that deep and just let them play fun ball? Um, I, I think Lamar's going to have to work on his accuracy, obviously, but their run game's sharp. Up front, they're nice. He's got to have, A, some targets to throw to, and B, where he can't fine-tune things over one season, he's always had a great deep ball. So just get him somebody that can go get it. So that's where I'm going to go with him there. I mean, if he's not on steroids, which I'm not like making these like serious accusations, but if he really isn't, like what he's done to his body is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like, it's insane. <laughs> it's wild, but, like, I mean, yeah. I just... Oh, man. Okay, so you go Metcalf. I've already got him going way earlier to Buffalo mm-hmm. at 23, or 22, excuse me. So to be faithful to the true host, secondary host of this podcast, Kevin Jackson, I'm going to go Paris Campbell. Ah to the Ravens at number 22. I feel like Ohio state has one of these guys every single year who runs like a four, three and is like six foot tall, kind of a wide receiver running back hybrid. Mm-hmm. But those guys are valuable. Like it, the guy that can take a slant and turn it into 90 yards for a touchdown or the guy that can take a bubble and get you a first down on first. And I mean, if, if, and the way we both like, we like we both like Lamar Jackson. Um, oh, absolutely! But his best, his best picks, his best throws—you know—he could throw the slant round. So you get him a guy, like you said, get him a guy that can do something with the slant route once he catches it. And I, yeah, I like you get it. No, you get a guy like Lamar, and you want a system in which I have a bunch of guys around me who can take the simple throws and turn them into 60 because you don't have that same ability. If you have Josh Rosen as your quarterback, because Lamar just scrambling running outside to the right, will take three guys out of the play and you get a guy on a, like a drag route mm-hmm. and you throw it to him and he beats his one guy. And because Lamar took three other guys out of the play, turns it into 10 more yards. And so you want those kind of guys around him. So that's why I put, I put Paris Campbell there. Okay. Don't hate it. Um, who you got the Texas taken? Andre Dillard, Washington state offensive tackle. Same reasons you had him earlier. I think they need offensive line and you had him going much earlier, but I think that he should for sure go here. Okay. Don't hate it. 
I've actually got them uh, taking a DB here and going the Greedy Williams route. Um, oh, good pick. They, you know, the Texans got a lot of good pieces. They end up having guys get hurt and things like that, which really hurts them. But I think if you've got guys like J.J. Watt and um, shenanigans, why am I blanking on his name right now? Clowny? Clowny. God bless. Yes. The dreadhead <laughs> predator monster himself. But, like, if you got guys like that that can get pressure on the quarterback, <laughs> then you know you have to get the ball out in four seconds. Um, you put a guy like Greedy Williams behind him that can make a play on the ball, um, and he's a great corner, great ability. They like their, their SEC corners, so why not give him another one? I hate for Greedy Williams to be in the Titans division, but I think he's a great player. So I yeah. can't say anything against that. This pick so you got, doesn't do you any favors. Not at all. So who you got the Raiders taken for their second first round pick? Again, Raiders, like, let's go defense heavy here. Like, you need to do something to sure up that defense um, and replace what you lost. And so I've got them taking Devin Bush here. He's a good player. I got him going greedy, so I can't say go. much there. I want him out of my division, so that's why I picked him <laughs> there. That's fair. You're picking with your heart. <laughs> no, oh, that's ab- fair. Absolutely. <laughs> that's fair. Um, Eagles. Eagles. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs here. Gotcha. Top running back in the draft, supposedly. He, I mean, from what I've seen him put on tape, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He runs hard between the tackles. Um, he's a different style Alabama running back, as in he's not coming into the league with so many miles on him as some of these other Alabama running backs have. Um, so I think they take him here. This is a safe spot. I'm, I don't. I'm very much a you never leap for a running back because they have the shortest, they have like the shortest lifespan in the NFL. Again, just like receivers, you found late draft picks at running back that do it. Like the Patriots have 22 unsigned like running backs on their roster, just waiting, (laughs) waiting to catch eight out of the backfield and rush for 75. Like they do it every year. So, I don't like jumping for running backs, but I do feel like this is a safe area for a team that has a need for a running back to get a, a good running back at this spot. And so I think I got him taking Josh Jacobs here. I got him going the Lindstrom kid out of Boston College. And only because, like, I'll be short on this, like the Eagles won their Super Bowl off the offensive line, who was absolutely incredible. And they've gotten a couple of years banged up and offensive line is hard to project year to year. So I think they're going to want to sure that up and use that same formula to try to win another championship. So I'm going Chris Lindstrom guard from Boston college. Okay. I like that. Um, we're moving to who we got here. The Colts 26. Uh, I think the Colts are really dangerous team this year. Um, they got oh for sure. Uh, like Andrew Luck was healthy. Like 
they they got some really good pick. They nailed their picks last year, and I think Jeffrey Simmons is a huge pick falling to them <laughs> at twenty six. Um, oh wow, yeah. <laughs> and so I just think that with his talent matched up with some of the other things that they've got on defense, like that's like as well as they have the most cap, cap space still, so they can still make moves. Um, I think that that'd be a hell of a pick for them to have in a division that they already won. Oh man, Jeff Simmons, like <laughs> I don't have him going here, but like he has injury concerns. Like he was mocked to be like a top 10, top five pick this year. Yeah. Before his injury stuff. Um, I don't think they'll go with him here. Like I think that all along the same lines, I think they're going Dexter Lawrence. Yeah. yeah see like, and it, again, this is too, like we keep coming back to this point, but like there's a lot of really good <laughs> defensive lineman prospects in this draft. Like you could, you could find you at Dexter Lawrence at what is this? 20, 26. Yeah. Like you wouldn't find Dexter Lawrence past like 12 in other years, but it's just the way that this draft shakes. Or, oh, with and like, we might not like, find them. Yeah, it's like I want an interior defensive lineman who's going to be a really good, potentially great player. Let's throw a dart at like 15 names. <laughs> and just see what shakes out. Yeah, I'm here like, for it. Uh, yeah, for sure. Who do you have at 27 with Oakland again? They have a million first-round picks. So, now that we've sheared up our defense, Oakland, let's go get you a weapon for – car to throw to. Uh, you got rid of one SEC receiver. Go get you another one. AJ Brown. Like big body, good hands, good speed. Like I can Hollywood. See no 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 no. Or yeah, this is Hollywood. My fault. Uh but like I thought hold on. I thought Hollywood Brown was Oklahoma's Marquise Brown. They're all Hollywood Brown. <laughs> but I mean, I can I can see like John Gruden just being like the way he used to break down players and receivers with big bodies. Like he would love to have AJ Brown and scheme up ways to get him the ball. So I take him here. No, you're for sure right that Hollywood is Marquise, and so <laughs> regardless of that, I think that for some weird reason, I'm going to go with another Iowa tied in. I'm going to go with. Noah Fant at number 27 for Oakland. Iowa, who is really terrible at football, weirdly has two first-in high-potential caliber tight ends at football. Oh, yeah. they. How does that happen? How does Iowa, out of all the schools, have two like aliens who are really incredible at that position? I don't know, but they looked – extraordinarily good um, in the combine. So, yes, like... like I, does it make sense? I don't hate it. Um, where are we at? Chargers at 27? Uh, yep. Or, uh, no. Chargers at 28. 28, excuse me. Okay. So, rightfully so, um, I, I think defensively they're pretty good right now. Uh, I think offensive line, they could sure up. I don't know much about the guy, but I do know he's slotted as uh, a late round first, first or a late first round pick. So I think that 
it kind of fits with what they need right here. And I'll say Caleb McGarry from Washington. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So to go on that, like, and to not take too long on this pick for 27, I actually have Jeff Simmons, Jeffrey going. Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, yep. Going to the charter. Like he's a phenomenal player. Like he's one of those guys, like guys that a team who worked him out of the combine is not looking at his combine numbers. And he's looking at his like legs. Yeah. Like, how how are your ligaments doing? How are your legs doing? And if they see like, okay, they're progressing well, they're going to be good. I think he may even go much higher than that. But I have him going to the Chargers there. Okay. I damn sure don't hate that. All right. Who do you have the Chiefs going with? So I'll say, I, I just want to preference this with saying, a lot of people have said that uh, Nasir Adderley, will be the first safety off the board. Um, I I don't want to hold it against him that he didn't play at a big-time school, but I am going to hold it against him that he didn't play at a big-time school. He could, He's probably going to turn out to be the best player in the draft now that I've said that. But <laughs> I'm going to take Taylor Rapp here from Washington. Uh, I love Taylor sec- Rapp. For the Chiefs in the secondary here. I'll – no, like you have no idea how much I love Taylor Rapp. Like, I've I've heard like multiple interviews with him. Do you know he would be the like one of the first Asian players drafted in the first round? In the first round, yeah. And he may be the first. I, I'm saying that like hesitantly. I don't know for sure, but like he's incredible. Um, so I'm gonna go with truly. Now that I have my definitions right for the Chiefs, to select. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. There he goes. Uh, to the Chiefs. Just, I mean, poor Chiefs. Like, they're going to have, like, they've let go a lot of guys because they can't pay a lot of their really good players. And they had to let some guys go. I think having a guy like him fits their system even more so than he's just a good player. So I think they go with him. I don't hate it. I do not hate it. <laughs> um, we go to the Packers at 30. Is that right? That's right. I'm going to say this now because for some reason, like the way I'm typing it out and feeling it, it just doesn't feel right. I think they take Noah Fant here. Mm. Like I Like to the same points that I made earlier about them, they could have taken Hawkinson. Um up at the top, if they don't take a tight end there, I think they may take uh, Fant here. So I'm going to go with him there. I will say that, boy, I got Noah Fant going 30, and I could just already see the shaping up for somehow him dropping to 32 and the freaking Patriots getting him. <laughs> and just everybody be like, well, how the hell did the Patriots steal another just like Shot in a dark draft pick. Like, there it is. That wouldn't surprise me if Hawkinson got to the Patriots. And they're like, Gronk retired. And it's like, oh, there's Gronk 2.0. 2.0. Got him. They're ready to go. Oh, man. So, I'm actually really upset that you took Rap at 29. Because I actually, <laughs> I was like, no, he's not going to take Rap in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think he's going to go. Uh, I think the pack was 
going to draft him. I think he's going to be at 30. I got rapid 30. And honestly, like, I love that pick for Green Bay if they get it because, like I mentioned earlier, their their defense has been so bad. Like, so bad. You've got to start shoring up some, some defensive spots. Um, and I think that's a hell of a pick at safety uh, to, to shore that up. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. We, we're almost done. Look at us. Fixed the draft and drafted our first round. The NFL should learn from us. Uh, but at 31, I got a little bit of a stretch here, but I've got them taking – I got the Rams taking Jonathan Abram. Um, mm. He's – I think he'll probably be – he'll be that borderline – um, into the first early second pick, but I do think that the Rams like they place their calling card on defense, and just getting another hoss on defense uh, would would do wonders for them. Um, so I've got them taking him there. I also wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to take uh, Byron Murphy here either, but. I'm gonna go with Jonathan, or yeah, I'm gonna go with Abrams here. Yeah, no, I think that's a good pick. Like for very similar reasons, but I think I've got him going. Greg Little, offensive mm-hmm. tackle, Ole Miss. Like they, uh, Ole Miss has. I mean, he's a what three year player? He was a five star, top ten guy coming out of high school. Dude has all the talent in the world. Um, went to Ole Miss, obviously under the Hugh Freeze era there. But I think he can give them offensive tackle play. He can fill in at guard. I think he's a really great player, and I think he can fill in at uh, tackle or guard for the Rams. Uh, that's fair. They. I don't think defensively is where they're hurting. That's for sure. So, yeah, shoring up somebody Absolutely. on the offense would be huge. All right. So, final pick in the first round. Who you got the Patriots taking? Oh, man. I don't want them to do this, but I think they will because I think he's the most underrated player in this draft. And I feel like New England will take somebody who will turn into a superstar. Um, I think they go with Keem Butler, Iowa State. And he's the guy Ooh. I want the Titans to take. And I think a lot of people want him in the second round. I don't think he makes it like deep in the second round. Mm-hmm. He's a freak. And I think he's an incredible player. And that's my bias. Like I want the Titans to take a Keem Butler, but I don't think they will. So I think the Patriots will because, of course, they take the best player way late in the first. You're right. You're absolutely right. Except you picked the wrong receiver. Wow. They're going to take, take Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State. And, oh, he's another really good player, though. <laughs> and, like, I, like, for some reason, I always find myself like, we'll make the drive, like, we'll go to Lexington for games. We'll make the drive back to like halfway um, to my to my wife's parents' house, and by the time we get back, it's like halftime of the Pac-12 games. And I just Harry's such a monster. And I'll say this: like 
uh, what was my man's name? Is uh, Jaleel? Oh, he played receiver. Uh, Where? Or Jalen at Arizona State. Um, oh, dang! I know who you're talking about. Uh, let's see. Hold on, it's gonna kill me. I'm looking it up. Arizona Arizona State. Was it Jaleel or Jalen? Jalen Strong. Yeah, Jalen Strong. And I was all the way sold on him. I thought he was going to be great in the league. Boy, was I wrong. So He's with Nikhil Cleveland Harry's, right now, though. Nikhil Harry's going to be – but I think that's his third or fourth team. I think oh, Harry's – He's going to be like that pick. It, I mean, he's – He's 6'4", he's 215, he's got good hands, he's like got a good body, like he goes up and gets passes. Like I he he is that quintessential receiver that they've never had. Uh a little bit like probably not his ceiling is probably Josh Gordon when he's not on like when he's head on clear and playing his best ball. That's a really like, high ceiling though. Right. And it's like to give Tom Brady a weapon like that at 32. Um, after he at 32, of, hold on at number 32. Oh, I thought you thought you were trying to say that Brady was 32. It was like more like 42, more like 52. But yeah, <laughs> but no, um, I think just a, an athlete like that falling to to Belichick and Tom Brady would be huge. Um, I put this out there earlier, but I could so see. Um, the Packers, like if the Packers went the route, like if they went another defender, like Noah Fant falling here would be huge. Um, also, mm-hmm. I, I, they've got to replace, uh, Gronk. I think the Patriots, if they don't get one of the Iowa kids, I could see them going with, uh, Irv Smith, who I think is really good, but was really underutilized at Alabama. Yeah. Um, I think he could be really good. I think he's my number one guy who will be on Friday traded up for. Like, I think he's going to fall to the second round and everybody's going to have a day to think about it. And they're going to be like, Oh bleep. Look at that guy. And they're going to, <laughs> and somebody's going to trade up to get him. This like, I'm just looking at some of the names that are left. Like, this second round is going to be incredible. Like I didn't take, I didn't take Byron Murphy. I talked about, or I talked about him a few times, but like he's still available. Um, you still got like another D lineman out of Notre Dame Tillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't take um, Lindstrom or uh Risner, So you got two really good offensive linemen. You've named uh, like three guys I've already had in my first round, which should be right. saying something. You got uh, Adderley, who we talked about. DeAndre Baker, who we hadn't came up with. Um, oh, I think Baker uh, may actually go in the first. And now that I think about him, like I think some team might jump up and get him. I could see him in that in that bottom third of or the bottom like three or four picks, like where we were talking about Taylor Rapp. Um, yeah, like he could fall in that area. But like, there's so many like really good names, like uh, Florida uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Like, that's another safety. Oh, like, absolutely! There's just so many really good players that uh that are available. So, 
Now that I think about it, man, I... Mm, Gonna change your picks? I, I, I feel like I, I'm just looking at my safeties here that I talked about. I think I want to switch my pick. All right, what are you switching? You're on the record. It's not had the draft yet. Yeah, I'm taking – I'm switching um, Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State at 31 to the Rams, and I have him taking DeAndre Baker. Quarterback out of Georgia? Yep. I mean, he's a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. I just think that he's a little bit more versatile with his size. And I, I feel like his frame fits what they need more. And so I'm going to switch that up. There's so many good players on here, man. Like, damn. I actually haven't felt this way in, a, in, a, in the last couple of drafts. There's so, like, I'm, like, we're looking at a list here. Like, I mean, Deontay Thompson who's the starting safety at Alabama is the 57th prospect on this list. Like <laughs> there's a lot of good players. Oh man. Riley Ridley is at 70. 70. Yeah. 70. Like, and you know who else I'm really excited to see what happens. Andy Isabella out of uh, Massachusetts, out of UMass. Like, I don't even know who that is. Oh, wide receiver uh, out of out of Mass- UMass. Like, I mean, he got down against Georgia this year. Like, he's a, he's gonna like, you know what's gonna happen is the the Patriots aren't gonna take Nikhil Harry at the end, and they're gonna find a way to get Andy Isabella in the second round. He's just a five ten like white kid, but he's gonna be freaking Wes Welker slash Julian Edelman three and He's probably going to catch like the next six Super Bowls for Tom Brady. Well, that's what I thought about Tajay Sharp, the last wide receiver great out of UMass who plays for Tennessee. Listen, I, this Andy who, Isabella, like, I saw him get down against Georgia. So, who's that white boy for Clemson? What's his name? Who's been there for 15 years? <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Oh, my gosh. What, like, what do we, is anybody want to bet he gets taken by the Patriots? Uh, I can see it. I can definitely see it. I'll also say I've got one. I've only got one Wildcat getting taken um, in the first round, but I could 100% see. Um, Benny. Not Benny going first round. But Really? Who else? You uh, Who else? I say Lonnie Johnson. He plays corner. He's wow. going to be. I know there's been some talk about like him being a first round pick. I don't know if it's going to happen, but if he doesn't go first round, keep your eyes on Seattle in the second round cuz I think they take they might take Lonnie. He's he's basically what they always look for. He's 62213, he plays corner. Like he is like Richard Sherman. He is like those long tall DBs that they love and I just think like his his draft stock has just climbed. Oh, uh, ever did you since see this, 
Daniel Jeremiah has him going to 20 to Pittsburgh. I'm telling you, like, he could, he, like, it wouldn't surprise me if he went into the first round, and it wouldn't surprise me if he was, like, middle of the second day. Um, because I don't think anybody would have said he's a first round pick to start the season or during the season, but I think he had a hell of a, hell of a senior bowl. He had a good combine and like his measurables and the things he's putting on, on like charts are really, really good. And I think that that's going to bode well from for him in the long time. I love it. What do you think about this draft episode of the peace of mind podcast? I love it. We're a man short, but but we prospered. We made it through. Uh, put a lot of things out there. I think we got a lot of good takes. Uh, we'll be interested to see how it plays out Thursday, but I'm excited. Yeah, next week's podcast looks is where Kevin comes back on and laughs at how wrong we were on every single pick. It's true. I'd also say that since Kevin's not here, I'm just going to tell or I'm just going to assume that he was going to take all Ohio State players <laughs> 1 to 32. So his picks don't override ours right now, but um it'll be interesting to see the takes. Um uh, I'll be excited to see what happens over the next one, but I definitely want to uh work it out with when Kevin's back next week to come on here and just evaluate how the draft went, give out some some grades to some teams and and really break down what we we think the NFL will look like the next year. Um, and once we get past this, we're we're going through the you know those final three months home stretch of of off season until we really get into the nitty gritty of things. So we'll start breaking down a little bit more about the conferences and and how we think those will shake out uh, in the next year and start dialing it up for college football. No, I love it. So. There's a chance AJ and I are going to be on Nashville Broadway Street tomorrow, or not tomorrow, on this week for the NFL draft, handing out peace of mind cards, plugging our podcast. And so rate, review, subscribe, only give five stars out there. If you have less than five stars, please email or text us. Do not put it <laughs> on our actual reviews. We'd but appreciate it. <laughs> Yes, we want constructive criticism, but put that constructive criticism in something other than our actual five stars. So, um, AJ, do you want to close us out? Yeah, man. So we appreciate y'all joining us for this episode. Uh, as Justice mentioned, rate, re- rate, review, subscribe, um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, hopefully we'll bump into some of you sometime during the draft. And uh, happy Easter to all of you all out there, and we'll see you next week. Absolutely.